Hey everyone, welcome back for episode 62 of the Simply One Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even occasional comic, then we've got the show for you. That's right. That's fucking right. <clears throat> no, like, I, yeah, I didn't lie to you. Mm-mm. It's Not once. Yeah. All facts, no printer. <laughs> no printer. Uh, nuh You won't find one here. Mm-mm. Maybe a copier. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm sure somebody's done this before. <laughs> Call we, didn't, 90s, we, didn't, we didn't invent the pop culture podcast. Mm-mm. It invented us. Oh my God. Uh, no, this week we will be reviewing the third film in the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, closing off that beautiful space opera. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we do that, we have to talk about the news of the week, which is mostly going to involve the first writer strike in 15 years. No. Um, the cause of the strike and the uh, projects that are impacted by it. We do have a couple of trailers that have come out yep. that we'll just go ahead and talk about first. Mm-hmm. Kind of breeze over yeah, those. Yeah, keep it fun and light and then get into, you know, kind of a potentially heavy topic. Yeah. With millions of jobs on the line. Uh, so if you're ready, let's just jump in, you know. Let's fucking hop. All right. So, yeah, like I said, news. Dune Part 2 got a trailer. Bingo. I think it came out on Wednesday, the day that last week that our podcast came out. So it's kind of like a shit. Motherfucker. Mm, you bastards. <laughs> No miss. Like it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good shit. Good to see Florence Pugh as uh, the princess. N- they did not show us Christopher Walken as the emperor. <laughs> I got a fever. He is. He's the emperor. Only prescription. There's more cowbell. Which I'm like, oh no, is he just gonna be Christopher Walken? Like I feel like he'll stand out like a sore thumb if he is. So I doubt that he will be. You know what I mean? There's no one way to find out. <clears throat> Watch that shit. July 21st. Something like that. Um, is it that soon? I believe so. It was seven twenty one twenty three on the TV. That was Oppenheimer. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like Dune's later in the year, more towards fall. Could be. Um, about when the last time came out, but uh, yeah, it was pretty cool looking. Uh, we got to see old Paul Atreides riding a sandworm. <laughs> what? I just Tuesday baby I'm always <laughs> yeah, on them worms. Average. Fucking, I can't think of the. Uh, Gunny, that's his name, the like General Lisimo guy. Mm-hmm. He's still alive. That was uh, uh, fucking what's his name? Uh, he was Thanos. Oh, uh, he's in the Goonies. Josh uh, Brolin. Yeah, yeah. Josh Brolin was playing Gunny, and he's that guy we saw him in this. Uh, last we saw him in part one, we were like, oh, he could be dead. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of cool to get confirmation that yeah, he will be back. Obviously, for people that are just fans of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, someone's coming in the back door. <laughs> <laughs> Grab the children. Say the children. <clears throat> no, but uh, we saw Javier Bardem being, uh, hey, no, no, don't do anything fancy on that sandworm. He's like, no, nothing fancy. And then he just simply rides the bitch, you know? And they're like, all right, yeah, man. <laughs> Good nothing for you. fancy, huh? Uh, did see some kind of cool shots in there of, like, Paul seemingly, like, getting ready to speak before a massive army. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, there was quite a bit of, like, vision in the first movie of like yeah. him seeing his potential future. And so I do wonder how much of what we saw is the truth versus, you know, the vision, the vision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm into it. It looks good. Yeah. I still have to watch the first one. I do like that. Yeah. You read the book. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Couldn't do it. It's too boring. Really? Yeah. Compared to like the, to see it, it's a much more, uh, it's very dry. Mm-hmm. The book is very like, I like that. And then here's the guy, and he does the thing, and it's not, and it's not like there's not a lot of flavor in the language. It is mm-hmm. like, just, it's not just. Maybe that's why I liked it because I'm a very simple man. 
That could be it. Yeah, you're it's like something right up my yeah, speed. Don't 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 hit me with too much fancy description. I don't have a mind's eye. I can't picture anything. Just mm-hmm. tell me what's happening. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I am excited to see. Uh, I, I would like to see them do like more because I mean, there's like seven Dune books. Well, and there's Bill Skarsgård's in it too. Was he? Yeah, I thought he was playing one of the. Uh, he was on the screen. He was like painted all white. <clears throat> well, so I know that he's one of the. Um, oh, you just completely made me blank on their names. The Jawas. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. The Huts. No. The you read the book? Come on. What are the guys that overthrew the Atreides? I haven't read the book in forever. Jesus. Uh, fucking. Because the Baron is the homeboy running the show. I didn't even have to look it up. Check me. I didn't. I didn't type it in yet, did I? House. That's all I typed in. Harkonnen is the house's name. Harkonnen. Yeah. Um, but Bill Skarsgård looks like he's in. Oh uh, yeah, let's find house. out. He is. Um, but I know that fucking Austin Butler is, and I remember <laughs> laughing at. I saw a fucking picture of somebody talking about him just. It's still sounding like Elvis. <laughs> like, oh, listen here, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mama. That Paul Atreides boy. <laughs> listen here, uh, Listen person. here, little mama. <laughs> What'd that you Paul say? Paul Atreides. <laughs> I know, too. What is this? I know, too. From, uh, from Walk Hard. There's only two things I know in this world. <laughs> Karate and the King, and one of them's me. <laughs> that's uh, that's Jack White from The White Stripes, who does Seven Nation Army. Yeah. <laughs> that's him playing Elvis in that. <laughs> And one of them's me. Oh, well, I'm actually thinking on this world. Karate and the king, and one of them's me. <laughs> like, what the fuck does that mean? What are you talking about? Karate and the king, and one of them's me. Doped out on opioids. <laughs> He's just... Oh, <sighs> <laughs> all sweaty, you know? There's only two things I'm on this world. Karate and the king. I'm trying to look and see if Bill Skarsgård... Skarsgård. Did. Did. No, no, that's the wrong accent. Did. Swedish. Swedish. I thought you were going to just go for the Swedish chef. <laughs> Bill Skarsgård. Dune. His father is in it. Did you see the name Skarsgård? Yeah. Yeah, his father is the the Baron. Oh. Yeah. Stellan. Fuck me, I guess. I will. Hmm? <laughs> Let's keep moving. Oppenheimer. Uh, a little sussy. Sussy Baca. <laughs> fucking, what's his name? Plays Schrader. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, fuck, what's his name? I can't think of it, but yeah, he's just doing, you smell like a sussy Baca. Yeah, smell like a hey, sussy Baca. Hey, Walt. Yeah. <laughs> Acting sussy. Walter. <laughs> so Put your dick away, Walter. Oppenheimer got a trailer, uh, a second trailer. I'm not having sex. <laughs> <laughs> this one seems to kind of lean into the idea of like, it looks like maybe they're going to lead all the way up to the bomb and then show, like, the aftermath of that, yeah. of, like, the regret. Because mm-hmm. Oppenheimer ends up being one of the biggest, like, nuclear de-escalation, um, like, mm-hmm. proponents during the 50s and 60s of, like, we need to, like, a non-proliferation. We got to stop. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, <laughs> Chief, you made the thing. <laughs> like, you know, you cracked the case. I don't know what you're talking about, Chief. Uh, like, yeah, but like he, I almost said Elvis, Einstein. <laughs> One of those ways. That's the only two things I know in this world. Nuclear annihilation and the and king. king. And, and one of them is me. me. <laughs> Nuclear, Nuclear annihilation, annihilation and, and the, the king. king. <laughs> <laughs> only two things I know in the world. <laughs> Just the death of mankind <laughs> and the and king. Myself. And one of them is me. <laughs> I like that the implication of that is he could be the death of all mankind. <laughs> <laughs> only one of those, only one of them is me. <laughs> oh. 
But no, fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, I always mispronounce his name. Go ahead, try. <laughs> give, it, give it a try there. Yeah, I don't know if it's Killian Murphy or Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy. It's Cillian. Sicilian. He's from Sicily. <laughs> I have no idea, man. I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> just throw him out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> Heads. You know? But uh, we'll, so we'll just call them both. I'll say Killian or Cillian. We'll both just mean the same thing. That's respectful. Killian Murphy. Uh, playing Oppenheimer. Got a pretty good uh, voice on him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like... Uh, Oh, little bread. <laughs> Just keep. Oh, yeah, he's not doing Peaky Blinders. Peaky fucking blinders. You know. Well, at least I sh- <coughs> we got uh, fucking. What's his name? Josh Peck. Yeah. Yeah, seeing a little sneaky peek of Josh it Peck. It looks like he has a bit of a role. Like, I mean, we've seen him in multiple scenes now. Yep. Um, we saw. I can't. Just a flash of him. Um, he plays Huey in uh, The Boys. Oh, Jack Quaid. Quaid. Jack Quaid. Yeah. Uh, son of Meg Ryan and uh, Dennis Quaid, but uh, nepotism, baby. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. yo. <laughs> My daddy knows people, but uh, no, he is in in this Nolan film, and it looks pretty banging. Uh, fucking, what's your name, Emily Blunt? Hmm? You better cut it out. <laughs> I saw you bite that lip, boy. Like Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. That bastard. No, I do like that. It seems like maybe everything. After the fact is going to be in black and white, potentially. I thought that was for the effect of it being like on the news. Potentially, yeah. Because I'm wondering if that's what it's supposed to convey. Yeah. It's like, this is the stuff that was in the public eye. Yeah. And this is the stuff that's going on behind closed doors, potentially. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. It looks like a good movie. Yeah. I, I did kind of get like a little bit of like the goosebumps at the end when uh, like the trailer's kind of ramping up. And I like that they keep using the geyser or the Geiger counter. Oh, yeah. And you just hear you the hear radiation. The <laughs> yeah. Radiation crackling. But uh, what's his name? Uh, I, I can't think of anybody's name today. What's my name? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> Close. Bingo. No. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I could tell you his name on the... Kenneth Branagh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who he's supposed to be playing in this, but he's like looking maybe a professor of some sort that's telling Oppenheimer, like, you just gave mankind the power to destroy itself and they're yeah. not ready for it. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's the that's the rub, <laughs> is now we are able to just do it with a couple button presses. Womp womp. And you can't, un, like, you can't uninvent the bomb, you know? You could destroy all the records for it. But yeah, feasibly, you now, can't. Nowadays, yep. you cannot. You cannot uninvent the bomb. Mm hmm. So, with that in mind, <laughs> you got any thoughts on those trailers before I get into my uh, research on the writer strike? Let's dig in. But the, you know, both of those movies do look good, very good. Mm-hmm. And then a bad movie had a trailer, uh, The Meg too. <laughs> did not look good. It looked funny, but I it did seem intentionally like yeah. I was gonna say it, I we're feel just like, gonna yeah. be a dumb movie, mm-hmm. which I guess I can respect. Yeah, make your you bag. Know. You know, yeah, grab your bag, baby. But that is a hard line to walk. Of like, but if you can walk it and do it right, yeah, if you can do it right, yeah, good job. But like, I feel like going just simply going, isn't this a stupid movie? Might not be enough to stop the audience from going, this is a stupid movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got to be able to be stupid and fun. Yeah, like Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. So, the Writers Guild of America went on strike on May second of this year, twenty twenty-three, uh, the, the the year of our Lord. Uh, on that was Tuesday, and they just at twelve oh one Pacific time a.m. They were like, "Deuces, we are not working." Um, that's because the first was the deadline for their contract. Mm-hmm. Contract ran out, negotiations broke down, and they said, "Well, 
we're doing it. And I think they sent out notice like three hours. Yeah. Hey, tomorrow, don't yeah. don't show up to work. We're not, stop writing, right? And all that good stuff. So the main issue at hand uh, is compensation for writers in, involving, in an evolving industry. So the I'm going to refer to them as the WGA mm-hmm. as opposed to the Writers Guild. So the WGA said at the start of negotiations that, <clears throat> this is a quote, I do want to point out, I talked, or I read articles from, oddly enough, IGN had a pretty b- decent article about it. Yeah. Um, IGN, uh, The Hollywood Reporter, and Deadline. But a lot of what I've got is going to be paraphrasing of the Deadline article, because it seemed to be the most, like, in-depth. Mm. As opposed to just, like, a kind of a surface. Yeah, like a nice blanket. Yeah. So, uh, quote, the survival of writing as a profession is at stake in this negotiation. Uh, later, they say, driven in large part by the shift to streaming, writers are finding their work devol- or devalued in every part of the business. While company profits have remained high and spending on content has grown, writers are falling behind. The companies have used this transition to streaming to cut writer pay and separate writing from production, worsening working conditions for series writers at all levels. So, when declaring a strike, the WGA was a bit more, like, direct in what they said, saying, quote, the company's behavior, uh, the companies as uh, plural, mm-hmm. there's over 350 companies that are part of the, uh, oh God, how do they Writers. abbreviate it? But no, 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 the, what are considered the studios, mm-hmm. right? And it's the AMPTP, which is Association of Motion Pictures and Television Producers. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, all the studios. That's yeah. how they negotiate. So when they declared a strike, uh, they said, the company's behavior has created a gig economy inside a union workforce, and their immovable stance in this negotiation has betrayed a commitment to further devaluing the profession of writing. From their refusal to guarantee any level of weekly employment in episodic television, to the creation of a, quote, day rate in comedy variety, to their stonewalling on free work for screenwriters and on AI for all writers, they have closed the door on their labor force and opened the door to writing as an entirely freelance profession. No such deal could ever be contemplated by this membership. So basically, they're trying to push away from the idea of, like, this guy's career is he's a writer for, you know, he wrote on The Office for eight years, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever it is, and go, can I get, let, get us a guy to write us a show real quick? Yeah. You know? And one of the things I think will interest you is um, they did they are genuinely concerned, the Writers Guild, about AI, uh, being, like, one of the first professions that might get heavily impacted Algorithm. by AI. Yeah, well, not even that, but like, like Chat GPT. Can you write me a script for? Well, yeah, but X like, Y Z. The whole algorithm with it, I think, is like, well, they started talking about it a, a lot on Barry, and yeah. there's a lot of truth behind it. Of like, um, you know, like, oh, if there's like a birthday cake within like the first right, fifteen yeah. minutes, you know, there's a chance, you know, twenty six percent more people yeah, are going to watch gonna continue it. Continue to watch, yeah. yeah, and and but so that's true. But then take it a step further of. Yeah, but you don't even need a writer to write you a show that meets those conditions. I don't like that. Right. Well, no, of course, because then you lose free creation, right? Yeah. You're not going to invent anything new that way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the the quote, so from the dead, uh, the deadline article, they actually got um, a quote from the picket line with the co-chair of the negotiating committee for the WGA, where uh, they said this about uh, AI specifically. When AI came up in negotiations, they said they would not discuss AI. I think you get a really good sense from the companies about where they see the future based on what they say they won't talk about. Uh, because the stuff they'll say yes to is the stuff they feel like they can absorb so easily or maybe not pay in the long run. Right now, I think we have a pretty simple philosophy, which is AI can't be literary material. It can't be a draft that we have to rewrite. It doesn't mean that companies won't use it in some ways. It can be research material, but it can't be literary material. I'll say this. No one knows exactly what AI is going to be. 
but the fact that the companies won't talk about it is the best indication we've had that we have a reason to fear it. So apparently whenever AI came up in negotiations, I was reading further on in that deadline article, mm -hmm. they would expressly state like, we're not going to talk about that. Like, we're not touching AI. Yeah. Don't, don't bring it up again. And I follow quite a few writers on TikTok um, who are like television writers and, and things like that. And apparently the Writers Guild sent out an email of just a blanket. Here you go. Here's why we're going on strike. And it was simply a list of um, the key key points for the Writers Guild that they were like, these things have to be touched. Addressed. And then on the right was all the counterpoints that um, the, the, a, the, what was it, ATM, PTP, whatever, mm -hmm. right? Down with OPP. Yeah, you know me. Um, and, and basically, here's their counter offers, right? Which is how negotiation goes. I go, I want this. You say, yeah, but I can only give you this. And then we find something in between, and right. then we go back to work, right? There was a large number of topics that there was no counter offer for. So how do you negotiate, right? You're not. Especially when a lot of the ones that didn't have a counter offer were like immovable objects for the Writers Guild. Of like, these are the things that the writers said they have to have. Uh, as an acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. And the studios had no, uh, no, we're not moving on that. So who knows how long a strike like this can go? Uh, we were talking about earlier, 15 years since the last one, 2007, 2008. Mm -hmm. It ran 14 weeks or 100 days. And that's a long time to go without writers. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's... The, that I puts was reading, you really behind schedule. Yeah. Shit. Well, and in that deadline article I was reading, they were talking about how the 0708 strike is why we have so much... Um, reality television the mm -hmm. unscripted television because they were like well what can we do without writers you know yeah well let's just do american idol and the x factor and america's got talent mm -hmm. and american ninja warrior yeah exactly you know just we're gonna bring on a bunch of reality television that's unscripted and then we don't need a writer to write the script the main goals of the writers is to increase their pay through compensation and residuals and to decrease the use of what are called mini rooms so mini rooms is where apparently it's become more common with Dreamers, where basically if you and I are writers, mm -hmm. we're a writing team, and we write the pilot to Breaking Bad. Sure. Right. And we shop it around town, and ABC picks it up. They're like, yeah, we want to take this to series. They would give us a large budget, you know, a, a larger budget, right, and say, build your writer's room. So our writer's room would be like us as the showrunners, and then we might hire like, if it's got to be an eight-man team, we might hire like three um, high-level writers. You know, these are career guys. They know what they're doing. They've written shows all the time. Um we might hire three middle of the road guys who've done a couple things, and you know this might be their first major series, right? Um, you know, this is going to be on prime time or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we've got room for two more writers, and we'd hire two beginners, yeah. right? This might be their first job, and that's good, right? Because then you get new ideas from them. Everybody kind of gets a chance to see work on something yeah. big, and yeah. you know, and eventually those beginners might be the showrunner, mm -hmm. you know, of another show. Perfect example: Donald Glover got his start in Hollywood as a beginner writer on Thirty Rock. Yeah. Right. And so it's that idea of he got his foot in the door, got to feel the the business and all that, and grew into running his own show on Atlanta, obviously being in movies, things mm -hmm. like that. Well, these mini rooms is where you and I go, hey, Netflix, we've got this pilot. And they go, okay, we're going to give you a, a small budget to write me six more episodes. And so with the budget they give us, we can only afford those three big writers because mm -hmm. we want to hire the big writers because we want this to be good. Right. You know, to take it to series. And then they're getting like almost a whole show's worth of work out of a small team. And those beginner writers never get a look at the at the room. Yeah. Right. And then and also we're all working on six episodes for much smaller pay mm -hmm. than if we were in a writer's room. And so it's a way that they're getting around the process of of taking on the risk of here's a budget to make a series. Yeah. Right. That's fucky. Yeah. And so 
the guild is arguing that the producers are capable of making, uh, or sorry, of paying more fairly their oh, writers, absolutely. citing the average operating incomes of several of the major companies, uh, a, a part of the uh, APTPM or whatever it is. It, it was near $30 billion annually in 2021, noting that there was a dip in 2022 due to the pandemic, mm-hmm. but that all projections show them snapping back higher than before the pandemic. The Guild also wants ruling around the use of AI for authorship, especially if writers' ideas are used as the basis for AI work, which makes sense. You know, if I go, hey, chat GPT, write me a script taking place in the 70s in the style of Quentin Tarantino, right? That's the real fucky of just hire Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Yeah, but I don't want to pay Tarantino. Right, this is free. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so now, and then you just hire a team of middle writers to fluff it up, you know. Here's the here's the core piece, and then you can adjust it, right? That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, and that's one of the things that the that's why they want to talk about AI, and the studios are going here. Yeah, we're not even going to address that. Don't don't bring it up. So it's like, oof, that's a tough rub. So Maybe they've already thought about it. Yeah, and the studios have been like pretty cricket quiet. There was hardly any statements to find, and Deadline did a good job of pointing out that like this sounds like a one sided um, article. But there wasn't much to cite from the studios. They haven't really made it's any been quiet. Yeah, haven't made any statements. But obviously, their main goal is they want to keep profits, mm-hmm. right? Uh, one of the producers' arguments uh, was that streaming is still an emerging business. That studios and networks don't know how the profit margins are going to shake out. Even though <laughs> Netflix was like rolling in two point two billion dollars of just free revenue mm-hmm. uh, uh, compared to like eight hundred million in its prior year. And so it was like, okay, well, that you seems can, seems like you're making money yeah. for such an emerging business. Plus, streaming's pretty well founded at this point. As I say, cable's not really a thing. No, streaming is where everybody's moved to. Mm-hmm. So, and that's one of the things that was coming up was how do you pay people for residuals if it's not reruns? Right, right. it's just going to live on Netflix forever. How do you calibrate? Okay, are there residuals Would based on by, like, number of viewers? Or yeah, how do you how do you get the residuals right? And that's things that need to be talked about because the landscape is changing. And if I go off of network, you know, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. I'm going to not make money, even though people are still watching my show that I wrote. A recent statement from the AMPTP uh, simply read, we are all partners in charting the future of our business together and fully committed to reaching a mutually beneficial deal with each of our bargaining partners. The goal is to keep production active so that all of us can continue working and continue to deliver to consumers the best entertainment products available in the world. So it's basically, we're not going to tell you what we want. We're just going to say, yeah, we want everybody to keep working, you know, but we're not going to tell you what that looks like. You know, we want you to keep working, but uh, you might not like the deal. Yeah, you, yeah, you might not. It you might not, not work out in your favor. favor. Yeah. Or, or else. <laughs> I do love the Teamsters, though, as a union, because the Teamsters are like hardcore yeah. union. The Teamsters are the guys that like in there in the Hollywood uh, Teamsters union is like three ninety nine. I think is their their union number. <laughs> Basically, their statement was like Teamsters don't cross picket lines. <laughs> and they're like, Pfft. and I think the Teamsters are primarily over like um, it could be like the the set design or production and things like that as far as like carpentry and things like that, I believe. Oh. But I, I'm not I'm not 100 percent on that. But either way, you've got a lot of unions. That are like, yeah, we're not going to cross the picket line. So it's potentially going to have long-lasting effects, uh, depending on how long it goes. Um, the shows here that were affected almost immediately were the late-night shows, such as Colbert, Kimmel, and Fallon. Oh, wow. Uh, because they're day-to-day, mm-hmm. you know, because they're so topical. Yeah. Uh, SNL went dark as well with just three shows left in its season. Because, again, it's written week-to-week. A lot of times, like they talked about with SNL, it's written up until 
the moment you go live. Yeah. You know, we're making adjustments up until the moment you go live. Next will likely be daytime TV like soap operas, which have a pretty short turnaround as well, where, you know, I'm writing this week what we're going to mm-hmm. film in two weeks, you know. And so pretty quickly that'll get to a point of they don't have anything to, to put out. Yeah. Um, eventually episodic shows could be hit depending on how long the strike lasts. So if, uh, if a show is supposed to premiere in the fall, writing usually starts at the beginning of summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, if depending on how long, if it's a hundred day strike, you won't have network television premiering in the fall. My only worry is like <clears throat> leading up to that is since there's not a lot of cable or network television anymore, mm-hmm. how, how big of an effect do you think there is going to be on our side, what we notice, because you know, sure, there may not be a whole lot of shows, but I also rewatch regular shows. Well, and so ninety percent of the time, that's one of the things that they were talking about. Was you know, in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, they were able to pivot, the, they being the studios, and go, okay, we're going to do unscripted television, and then you know, people will tune in again. Now, people will just go to TikTok and watch TikTok. They'll mm. play video games. You know, there's a lot of alternative media now. That is easily accessible yeah. and just as attention grabbing. Well, half the time I'll see TikTok lives of them just playing movies. Yeah, right. And so now you're getting into a point of, okay, can the studios afford to not have new stuff? Because if people are bored, they'll just go to TikTok or yeah. whatever, right? And then you're missing out on, especially your network cable, to, you know, like your ABCs and mm-hmm. things like that. If they're not showing the new season of The Rookie, right, or whatever the, the big shows the are. The Nookie? Yeah. I did it all for the Nookie. <laughs> That's uh, all we do it for, baby. <laughs> it's all for the Nookie. If you ain't doing it for the Nookie, what are you doing, what are you it, doing for? it for? What's the point? Um, but no, uh, people will just watch TikTok, and now nobody's watching your channel to watch the ads. People aren't paying you to put their ads on the mm. channel anymore, and now you're losing revenue. And then you've got to think of all the people who, you know, outside of the writers that are directly dependent on the writers as far as actors, yeah, directors, all of the set, you know, production teams. You know, you don't have a sound guy holding a boom mm-hmm. if there's no show to, right. you know. And so there's a lot of people potentially out of a job, uh, depending on how long this runs. No. Currently, the first major tentpole film, so like your big bingo, there's the show, or there's the movie, to be hit has actually been Marvel's Blade, well, <laughs> which has already been paused I was going to say, man, I feel like that movie's just been fumbling right now. Yeah, it was set to start filming next month in Atlanta. And then both Deadpool 3 and the Thunderbolts are potentially joining because, again, depending on the length of the strike, uh, apparently Marvel's creative process involves a lot of rewriting and experimenting on set, mm-hmm. you know, like at the time of filming. Right. So it you cannot film without a writer there uh, and still do things the way they're not used to doing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Deadpool 3 and Thunderbolts were both spo- supposed to start filming in the next couple of weeks. If the strike's still going on, they can't. So tough there. Sticking with the MCU, Daredevil Born Again has had its production suspended because they were in the writing stages. Uh, the final season of Stranger Things is delaying production yeah. uh, until the strike wraps. And the Game of Thrones spinoff series, The uh, Hedge Knight, which was just what recently announced, uh, has sus- has closed down its writer's room. So there are two more union contracts up in Hollywood this June that could severely compound the complications of the writer's strike depending on how long the strike lasts. With both the Director's Guild and the Screen Actors Guild up for discussion... Both of their contracts expire on the 30th of June, and the Directors Guild has already basically made a statement of, like, they're expecting it to be an unpleasant negotiation. Like, this isn't going to be an easy negotiation. So, if the writer's strike is still going on by that time, you may have a shutdown of Hollywood. What if they straight up just fully adopt the AI and just say, fuck you guys to everyone else? I don't think it's there yet. Not to successfully, no. Mm. 
you know, yeah. you would everybody would notice the yeah. like drastically notice the Do you think there'd be a dip in numbers? Like let's say there wasn't a change per se. How do you mean? Like do you think people would stop going for the sole reason of that's Like on a moral ground? Yeah. No. Really? I mean there there would be a not there would be a not insignificant number of people that first of all don't even know. Mm. Right? You know what I mean? What it's if not they're doing be, it right now and we don't know. Uh, we we would know. We we know. We know that they're not. Because otherwise the writers wouldn't be like, hey, we we don't want you to start using AI. I'm calling it right now. During the strike, they're testing out AI. Oh, I'm sure they are. And if yeah. it goes well, that strike's going to be going on for a while. Uh, but if not, nah, I don't see it. Work the, the strike would hurt them harder and sooner than the AI is going to help them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not going to get the AI to work and to get a show up off the ground and to get it out to prove that it works. Before they go, fuck it, we just got to figure something out. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Which is why the Writers' Strike, or the Writers' Guild, wants to get some well, you know pen what? to paper about you it. Know, you know what a lot of I'm fucking hearing? I'm hearing a lot of writers, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pick up your pen and write. No. No. No, fuck that. Someone get you a fucking wambulance. <laughs> no, and that was one of the things that they did want to point out when they were talking about the 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 list of counter proposals was mm-hmm. it's not the writers just going that's not good enough they just never got a response yeah you know there was no negotiation to be had yeah it's it wasn't not, that they refused it's not like ground. yeah we got our arms crossed and we're putting our noses up to you we're like hey we said hey we don't like this? this this is what we'd like to change here's the negotiation what do you think can you guys are crickets Cricket. Cricket. yeah yeah we're not going to talk about that yeah. then how can i negotiate with you yeah, i thought this was supposed to be a negotiation yeah isn't that the whole point of this so <sighs> Not not good. Not great. But, and like I said, that was the second. And when this goes out, it's the 10th. We were uh, recording on the 8th. So it's already been going on for almost a week. Uh, and I don't think there's any signs of it Mm-mm. slowing down at the moment. Steaming along. So. <laughs> you ready to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy? Hmm? Volume 3? Yeah. All right. I'm going to start how I normally do. Reception. Rotten Tomato score. Uh, critics gave it an 82%, which is considered certified fresh. Mm-hmm. And an audience score of 95%. IMDb gave it an 8.4, and Metacritic has a 7.5. Uh, budget of $250 million, because why not? Yeah, it's Marvel. <laughs> and then uh, it had a domestic box office weekend of $118 million and a worldwide of $289 million. So, made it, it's making its money back. Yeah. Uh, let's see, you got a synopsis? Still reeling from the loss of Gamora, Peter Quill must rally his team to defend the universe and protect one of their own. If the mission is not completely successful, it could possibly lead to the end of the Guardians as we know them. Yeah, yep, yep, that's basically what I got. Yep. Still reeling. <laughs> Just do the same. Still reeling. All right, baby. You're going to start us off characters and chemistry, which got. So for characters and chemistry, I know in the second one they started to play on it, but it does play a pretty heavier toll in, I think, this one of um, Mantis and Drax. Yeah. Kind of having like this brother sister relationship yeah. in a way so i really I, I really did enjoy that yeah they've kind of they're just a pair yeah not, you know, not a romantic pair they're just a no duo. yeah they're just a duo right and drax kind of gives her some hard truth at times mm-hmm. when she's being pretty naive yeah and then mantis is pretty bold or pretty blunt to be like you're a fucking heartless twat yeah right and you're stupid yeah you're kind of dumb <laughs> yeah um, so, you know, they kind of balance each other out, which is yeah. really cool. And just the dynamics between them, um, through <coughs> rocket, 
Yeah, this is primarily a Rocket yeah. movie. And it talks about all the connections between Rocket to everybody, for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah. Um, and it's not spoilery to say that. I mean, we, we had already suspected yeah. that the movie was about Rocket. The, well, they, the marketing they came was out, pretty heavy. They came out and said it, that yeah. it's going to be about Rocket. And so like, we get to see some Rocket mm-hmm. um, in his, I guess, origins of like his experimentation and things like that, which is pretty rough to see. I will say, I don't know that this one's a kid's movie. Mm-mm. Some of the like animal torture essentially is it's pretty is up kind there. of kind of like Morgan and I cried a bit at some of the experimentation. Well, also in um, another part which we'll talk about later. For there's a pretty graphic uh, scene. Yeah, or I guess like a a frame, I suppose. If it's the same scene we're thinking of, yep, yeah, which it is. Yeah, we'll talk into that later. That was pretty like that was a yeah. I think they're trying mm-hmm. to prepare us for an R-rated film with Deadpool three and <laughs> Blade if it gets made. <laughs> um, but so I mean, just the characters themselves, like between like Nebula and Rocket, kind of going back and forth. Like they're real yeah. big on like tech together. Yeah, and, you know, I, and I saw someone point out that like Nebula and Rocket had like five years together where it was just, they were the only two guardians left, mm-hmm. you know? Same and there's thing. times where that kind of comes through. Yeah. Like with her arm. Like yeah. I, I, I'm fairly certain rocket made that arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was pretty high tech. Yeah. Um, and there's just some emotional beats between the two of them too, where you can tell that they have some pretty intimate history, not romantic or anything like that, but just like survivor's guilt mm-hmm. with each other of like, it's just us now. Yeah. You know, yeah, we got to keep each other alive. Uh, I will say in the beginning when rocket, when they're on nowhere, yeah. Right. And uh you just see Rocket walking. Yeah. Like and just you know, lifting up his pants and stuff yeah, like that. And he did feel look and felt very like sheriffy esque. Yeah. Yeah, which once we get into spoilers, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Because there's another part I want to talk about in that scene. Um and as far as Peter Peter uh <laughs> Peter Peter Quill. <laughs> He had a good relationship. I I was a little confused because he said Rocket was his best friend. Mm-hmm. Who would you think his best friend was? I didn't think they would have. Like, there wouldn't be one above another. I mean, I feel like Drax and Mantis are best friends. I guess You know what I mean? I mean, in a group of six or seven people, you don't love them all equally. Right. You know what I mean? You love them all. We're all family. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's my boy, you know? <laughs> Rocket's my main man. Yeah. And well, Rocket does share that music love for Yeah, there Quill. is a, they, they do have similarities. Yeah, because he's like, you know, we got to have music. Mm-hmm. Um, but just seeing like the extent of what uh What Peter's Quill willing will do, to do for his friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to make sure that the mission gets completed, I guess. And we'll talk yeah. about more about that later. Yeah. Um, I did like the dynamic between Gamora and Quill in this of like, Okay, how do you handle that? Yeah, like what's... He's mourning her because it's not his Gamora anymore. And she's like, I don't know who who the fuck are are you. Yeah. And what a a weird situation for her to be in of like... I think she even says at one point like, I'm not your Gamora, I'm sorry. Like, I I can't change that. Mm -hmm. I can't help that. And it's like, you know, he wants to be mad at her because she's not his Gamora, but it's not her, it's nothing. Right. You know. Oh yeah, that was a good part. We'll talk more about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Cosmo. Yeah, I really like the gag between Cosmo and Craglin. Yeah, yeah, uh, bad dog. Yeah, he calls her a <laughs> bad dog. Like, Take it back. <laughs> um, and then I really did like that. Well, I guess that's. Well, no, it's still part of chem- uh, characters and chemistry. Craglin's the growth. 
Yeah. Like, it, you know, Craglin was kind of a side character where mm-hmm. right? we didn't get a whole lot. Yeah. But I feel like as a side character, there was a lot of growth uh, yeah. in that. And pretty some key points I wanted. I, and I wanna... Cosmo, she's like a full-on side-supporting character in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, as opposed to just like a person in the background. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know they had the, the voice actress and the dog uh, themselves come yeah. to the red carpet premiere. Yeah. Uh, but what about you? Would you have chemistry and characters? Um, so yeah, you know, I kind of I'm just gonna read off my bullet points because mm-hmm. some of you know we'll get in more in depth on the ones that we didn't necessarily just touch. But um, uh, the Guardians are like I said once again a great team mm-hmm. to follow. Like their dynamic works really well. They're they're well written, and I think part of that is you get the combination of the actors of all worked yeah. together for a decade, mm-hmm. you know, and then James Gunn is the only person that's written them this way. Right. You know? So it's like when you, he's when, got a familiarity with them mm-hmm. and the actors have a familiarity with the writing of these characters. Yeah. Um, to a point where like there's freedom to kind of, I don't, I don't know if that's what Peter would up, say, you yeah. know, or, or things like that. And, um, and, and you do get the vibe that they all are like passionate about the characters. Yeah. Um, in like the interviews and stuff. Well, hell, I mean, uh, after the second one, when they said James Gunn wasn't going to do it, they all were like, man, we're out. Yeah. Well, no, Drax was the only one that, (laughs) Batista was the only one that was like, I'm out of here. He was hardcore like, well, then I'll never fucking do it. And then they came back and were like, you have a contractual obligation. And he said, all right, fine, I'll do it to fulfill my contract. But that is it. Yeah. Uh, Don't act, don't expect nothing great. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was kind of very, threw his, threw his head on the, threw his neck on the sword. Like, I, yeah, I won't. You know, I'm not doing it without James Gunn. And by golly, he came back. Yep, they got James back, and I, I, it's for the better. Um, we got, uh, like we suspected, heavy focus on Rocket. Uh, we did get to see some of his friends, which were, you know, were in the ads. Yeah. Um, you got Lila, Teefs, Teefs, and, and Floor. Um, <laughs> they are so sad because they're all just experimented on animals. And it's like... Some, they have a conscience. There's and there's like there's some body horror to it, of like my God, that's what they were, like, like teeths. L- teeths. Like his eyes are peeled, peeled open. open. Like he doesn't have eyes, yeah, and his eyes are mechanical now. Mm-hmm. Oh, one eye is one eye is. He looks like the Terminator, mm-hmm. and like floor. She just has some weird voice box over her mouth. Yeah, it looks like the trap box from uh, Saw. Saw. Yeah, and then poor Lila the otter. She, she has, has no, no arms. arms. She's got mechanical arms. And so, yeah, it's just there's body horror of, like, the weird combination of these are really cute, sweet animals. And then to see the horrifying things that have been done to them, you're like, it's scary. this is scary and sad. Uh, and, like, yeah, when I mentioned them, you were like, oh, I'm like, oh no. Stop it. Don't say their names. Um, uh, the villain is absolutely fucking despicable. Yeah. In, like, the best way. I mean, I... Oh, very good villain. Very good villain because he's not, like... He's not some complex, you know... Right. Oh, maybe he's got a point. He is just... Evil. Evil. He is despicable. You hate him. Um, You love to hate him. Yeah. No, no, no. No. I didn't enjoy him. No, I I loved that I hated him. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I liked the inclusion of Adam Warlock. (laughs) He was a pretty fun character in this. (laughs) I feel like Adam Warlock was definitely more of a comedic relief... Yeah. ...than anything for now. Yeah, and they will kind of elaborate on yeah. his character because I did see some people upset with his character mm. because uh, I, I'm he, not gonna lie, I thought Adam Warlock was gonna have a bigger role. Yeah, and I think like in the comics he is like in the in the comics he wields the Infinity Gauntlet to stop Thanos. Yeah, you know, and so it's like, and then in this he's kind of a doofus. Yeah, you know, and so it's like ugh, you really kind of dumbified a hero, but let him have growth. Well, and there's an explanation for his immaturity. Mm-hmm. That they provide. So, 
Uh, you got any plot thoughts? My my spoiler free plot thoughts are minimal because the kind of triggering action I was gonna say, is pretty early the, in the movie. Yeah. <clears throat> plot thoughts for I mean, without trying to spoil anything, I'm just gonna be as vague yeah. as possible. Yeah. It's like I thir- I really enjoyed the fact that it was everything was okay. And then there's the conflict, and the conflict was really early on. And urgent. And the rest of it was just... We gotta you move. Know, that essentially is the the bowler up at the top of the hill, and the rest is just, they yeah, push it over. over. You know, this happens because of this, which yeah. causes that, you yeah. know. Yeah. And it's not a, this happened. You know, from what we talked about, like the, mm-hmm. the South Park, South it Park. felt very flowy. Yeah. It made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It mm-hmm. wasn't a, and then I guess this happens. Right. I did say that it managed to make a more impactful story. Uh, by utilizing a much simpler threat, I felt. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, they're not saving the galaxy or the mm-hmm. universe or Earth or a planet or anything like that. It's a much more intimate story yeah. of like small stakes in the grand scheme of things, but it right. feels so much more it's like, like, holy like, shit. And especially it's with the highest stakes of the three movies, I think. Especially with how diabolical uh, the villain is, the, the high villain. evolutionary. Yeah. Especially with how fucked up he is. You, you kind of want, you're like, oh, you bastard. Yeah. Uh, it felt like a pretty good way of exploring the effects that, because the movie is basically about trauma, yeah, and how it can have affect different people, mm-hmm. and whether they choose to accept their flaws or kind of fight, try and fight against who they are. Sure, um, and I think it does a really good job of kind of leaning into that message mm-hmm. of you know being it's okay to be flawed, yeah, and you know we you all are. are, yeah, and and it, I think it talks about that with all of the characters, uh-huh. not only they Rocket. all have their 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 flaws Mm -hmm. you know and it's part of what brought them together you know is their flaws and that there's two things here first thing you're flawed and it's okay and one of them's me no you have flaws and you do need to work on them but you can't just hate yourself right Right. you know it can't be self-punishment you have to work on yourself um that's all i got like we gotta rate this thing before because it's like i said it's hard to not spoil yeah how do we rate these things yeah that's that's you baby that's your part that's a rhetorical question. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, good. Because, yeah, that's your your shtick. So, you know, you know, we can always be uh, overwhelmed, which means you thoroughly enjoy the film. Your expectations were met or surpassed. It could be underwhelmed, which means your expectations weren't quite met or the movie slash show was just quote-unquote bummy. <laughs> or you can always meet right in the middle and be simply, simply whelmed. <clears throat> so, yeah, we'll do a three, two, one. Yep. Three, two, one. Overwhelmed. overwhelmed. Yeah, it, it was she gas. was gas. I yeah. think it was probably one of the best Marvel movies that they pumped Ever. out in a long time. It's in my top five Marvels for sure. Mm-hmm. The It's the best movie since Endgame. It's better than No Way Home. It is. No Way Home had a lot of, my God, they got Andrew Garfield. <laughs> if you take out that last third of the three Spider-Men. <sighs> but it's that last third that really brings it in that makes yeah. it all worth it. Yeah, but it, this is better than that. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but this is better than No Way Home. I said it. I said it to your face. <laughs> I'll say it in cursive. I'll say it to your face in cursive. <laughs> Not allowed to have <laughs> livestock, <laughs> but you married a sea, sea cow. cow. <laughs> I'll say it to his face in cursive. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's, a, yeah, it's, a, it's a value. You know, it's a justifiable thought. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't saying nothing like outlandish. <laughs> None's out of pocket. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, go, sh- I didn't say Doctor Strange the Multiverse Menace is the best Marvel movie. You know, you're like, <laughs> you know what it is? 
Morbius. <laughs> I love that it's not a Marvel movie either. Though I guess if you get into like the, it's a depending on it. Well, so it's not in the MCU. It's a Marvel comic. Yeah, but it's not in the MCU yet. Now, if it takes place dude. in, it's Mormon time. If Deadpool three has Morbius, Mormon time in it, oh, dude. <laughs> Good. So, what are your spoilers? We'll just start doing a little back and forthy. Yeah. So starting off, um, Rocket finding out that Rocket just has that uh, technology on his heart that just releases a deadly fluid that will yeah. kill him, and he just starts having a seizure. Yeah. Um, seizures are scary, anyways. Yeah. But it's like it was fucked up to see him. Because yeah, he didn't have just like one seizure, and then he was like in a coma for the rest of it. It was like a constant like he's getting worse, and you. You can We're tell. running out of time. Yeah. yeah. And it was just very noticeable, and it felt very like, are they going to make it? Yeah. Yeah, so the... None of the Guardians die. <clears throat> and I told you off air, I think the movie's better for it. We thought... We were both pretty convinced Drax, Drax would die. die. And I do think there's a little bit of like... There's a little bit of a tease early, or in the middle of the movie. Where he gets shot. Like, where he gets shot twice. Yeah. And you're like, oh, are they going to kill him? Mm-hmm. And then they didn't. And then, yeah, just nothing came up from that. Yeah. Like, yeah, the next fine. time we see him, he was cool. Mm-hmm. But they did also introduce, like, a doohickey that's just, it's a medical wrap that you put around somebody, yeah. you push a button, and then they're just better. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's where that came Probably from. Probably got something to do with it. <sighs> Peter's an alcoholic. Hard. Like, blackout drunk, again, they kind of, you know, like, Jesus nope. again, you know? And uh, that's the shot from the trailer where Nebula's carrying Quill, mm-hmm. and they're all walking. Christopher Walken. <laughs> no, the thing that Fines. I wanted to talk more about. Soundtrack's a banger. Yeah. Again. Well, always. Yeah, yeah they, they've always had a really Don't good miss. soundtrack. Mm-mm. But the fact that they open the movie with a warner of just poor Rocket walking by his lonesome through nowhere, mm-hmm. singing along to an acoustic <laughs> version of Creep is I'm so like, yeah, and I mean, it's like, that's how he feels, you mm-hmm. know. I do think back to, I've seen a lot of clips on TikTok of people being like, my God, this movie is so sad. But, <laughs> Uh, in the first Guardians, when he has drunk and has his outburst yeah. on nowhere and says like, you know, I, I'm turned a, me he into called a me monster, a, I'm a freak. She yeah. called me a, he, you know, he called me a freak. She called me a rodent, you know. And it's like, you yeah. know, I didn't ask to be made. Yeah, and he said that he was just ripped apart and put back together, and yeah. over and over again, and yeah, and this movie kind of shows it. And uh, it's not his first spoken words were hurts. I'm a creep. Oh no. <laughs> Not in the movie, but like he as a character chronologically, his first word was hurts. Hurts? Yeah. When when he comes he gets plopped down and he's had his brain surgery and they've given him the power of speech. Oh and, yeah. And Lila's like, Oh yeah, it's okay, friend, you know, and he hurts. And I was like, Oh, oh God. Just this little baby rocket and he's just he hurts. Yeah. He you hurts. Know? I'm like, This is not gonna be good. <laughs> this is not good. Like this movie deeply, I cried. Yeah, hard. I, I didn't cry, but I teared up. No, I I cried hard <laughs> a few times. I did. Like Morgan and I were just holding hands. Like, <laughs> <sighs> like I'll I'll probably tear up talking about it. But we're gonna keep moving. Yeah, we're gonna keep pushing. Yeah, pushing P. We're not <laughs> we're not doing it for us either. We're uh, doing it for you guys yeah, out there. That's right. Yeah, I'm reliving this for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> My success, success is, is your, your success. success. 
no, so the the whole like triggering, like the rising action is just they're all Jay chilling on nowhere mm-hmm. and fucking Adam Warlock just <laughs> just stiff arm back just flying through space and just crashes into nowhere. <laughs> And takes takes rocket the fuck like, out through four or five buildings. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like fucks him up. Mm-hmm. K- nearly kills him. Yeah, to the point where they have to run him back to go get uh, a medical bag a med on him. Pack. And as they try to use the med pack, it finds out that it's not working because yeah, he's there's got a that kill switch in him. Yeah, and because that, he's proprietary technology. And that kill switch has like a, a code l- on it that yeah. you can. You've got to have the code to turn it off so that way you can operate on him. That's how they make it so that you know. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's he is he belongs to whoever created him, right? Fucking Nebula stabs the fuck out of Adam Warlock, and I like he uh, parallel here. He goes, oh, that hurts. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, wait a minute, what the hell is this? Yeah. We do find out that like the high evolutionary hired mm-hmm. Adam Warlock to mm-hmm. go get P twenty two sixteen B eight nine one three. Mm-hmm. I think was his name. Um, 89 P 13. That's what it was. But all of that to say, yeah, he, the sovereign were just created by the high evolutionary. Yeah. The gold people. Mm-hmm. And Adam Warlock was teased at the end of volume two, uh, in, in his little cocoon. And apparently they took him out of the cocoon early. Uh, they mentioned that, you know, mm-hmm. and she's like, he can't, you know, he's been out, he's been taken out too soon. He's yeah. not ready, you know? Yeah. And so he's, he's still, he's basically like <laughs> a kid, yeah. you know? Mentally, he, he wasn't done cooking yet, you know? <laughs> Let, him Put him cook. Cook. Yeah. <laughs> Let him cook. Let him cook. And, uh, yeah, so he does. He rolls up, fucks up the, the Guardians. Hard. He, uh, yeah. He's, he's giving them all the business. And then... Uh, well, straight up, what, he broke Nebula's jaw, arm, arm back. He just fucked her. Well, like, he, he broke her neck. I mean, well, he, you know, she her head whips back. Well, and, he punches her in the jaw, and, like, you just see the whole jaw dislocate. Yeah. And I will say, with Nebula, they do, I think, have, like, a fucking glitch in the system where they can just... Beat the fuck out of her. Yeah, and get you away with it. You have to disassemble her to kill her. I feel like you'd have to go through the head. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like just separate the head and then destroy it, like a vampire. Yeah, you know, <laughs> burn the body, burn the burn head. the witch, burn the witch. But all of that to say, yeah. So he he fucks them all up, especially Rocket. And now the action is okay. We got to go find who made Rocket so mm-hmm. that we can get this thing squared away. They do a lot of flashbacks to Rocket, showing like the progression of him. Do we want to touch that yet? Let's get it over with now. Yeah. Fucking, so, you know, there's a clip that they fully released online of Rocket and his three friends uh, laying on their back in their little in the cage. cage. Rusted, yeah. nasty, ugly-ass yeah. cage. And uh, they're all, you know, I think we should have names, you know, since we're, because they all are going to go to the, the new paradise, world, you yeah, know, is what they keep telling them. Yeah. And uh, so if we're going to be there, we should have names. And so Lila wants to be Lila. And they're like, oh, that's a really cool name. I like that. That's pretty or whatever. Teeths is a walrus. And yeah. So he's he got says, his big... Yeah. Though we says, all have teeth, mine are most, mine prominent. Are most prominent. I'll be Teeths. You know, and they're like, oh, you know. And then Flora is a little bunny rabbit with like spider legs. And her face is all covered up with the voice box. And she it's goes, terrifying. I'll be Floor. You yeah. know, because I am lying on floor. And they all kind of laugh, you know. Yeah, Floor, you know. And Rocket has this nice little speech of yeah. like... One day I want to build One day rockets. I'm going to build rockets, and so we can fly out of here, fly together. away, and together, and in the big, beautiful, forever sky, I'm rocket, you know. And they're like, nice, and you know, <laughs> you pimples, yeah, you know? goosebumps, goosebumps, and yeah. And he's, you know, so it's you know, my friends, Lila, 
Teeth's floor, floor and, and rocket. me rocket, you know, and uh, he finds out from the high evolutionary that who has made them all that they were never meant to. Yeah, that they, there was they a were flaw basically the pre-test. But Rocket had found out because he was trying to perfect making like a, yeah, some. He's got a really horrifying machine. Yeah, that makes that just turns like a, a, a normal animal. turtle into a humanoid version. Of yeah, that. in the credits they were called humanimals. Humanimals. Yeah. Um, but there was a flaw, and they kept becoming real aggro. Yeah, they were just filled with rage. <clears throat> and Rocket, Rocket solves it. Yeah, he solves it. And, and they, uh, they, they do it and it works. I evolutionary did not like that. No. Which I think is very interesting of like, I made I couldn't you. fix it. Yeah. Why are can, you smarter than me? Yeah. Which He's got a cold ass line where, uh, I forget what they said, something about like him playing God or something like that. And he says, God's not real. So I stepped in. So I stepped in. I was like, yo, what? Yeah. Um, and that's, again, that ties in with that, that theme of like accepting your flaws. Mm hmm. Of like the high evolutionary can't accept flaw. Yeah, he ha- you know? it has to be perfect. He has to fix it, you know. And so he's a good antithesis to the idea of like mm-hmm. just accepting who you are. Yeah, you know, and that your flaws are a part of who you are. <clears throat> but when Rocket comes back, he's like, oh, "We gotta get the fuck." Yeah, out Yeah, he, you know, ganked a couple bits of technology. You have technology, and he gets back to the cage, and they're all like, "Oh, what's going on, man? <laughs> what you doing, Chief?" And Floor Rocket's like, to play with me. He's like, "Get the fuck off me!" Yeah, he's like, "Not right now. We're gonna have to leave." And they're like, "Why?" And he's like, "Because they're We're not all gonna get incinerated. Yeah, they're, they're gonna kill us. They're not taking us to the land or the the paradise." Yeah, yeah, the new Took world. Took me down to the paradise city. <laughs> um, with the grass is green and the girls have titties. That's not how the song goes. <laughs> I wish it did. Yeah, uh, but so. And he's doing that, and he makes just like this little key card, key card. Yeah. so he can get out. And he, it works pretty quick, yeah. and that we get to see him make his first invention, yeah. which he still, he still has, has with him. And um, he gets everyone out, and then he's talking. He gets Lila out and is hugging on her and talking to her. And it's like, we're going to get out of here. <sighs> she fucking gets shot in the back mm-hmm. by the high evolutionary. And Rocket lets out the most blood-curdling scream cry. Uh and like too long, you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, they're really just sitting in this, you know? Well, I mean, you got to think, man. Yeah. Like, that's that's, that's all he has. friendly person he knows. Stop it. So she dies. He screams. The fucking high evolutionary like mocks him. Yeah. You know, like starts scream crying alongside him and then is like, all right, you win. You know, you win the crying contest, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And I get back in your cage and fucking rocket just mauls the piss well, he, out of he him. charges him. Yeah. And in that process, uh, the high evolutionary takes a couple more shots at him and misses. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. That's not what does it. The guard that come through. Oh. Yeah. Rocket pounces him and for like 10 straight seconds is mauling mm, the fuck out up, of him. Yeah, fucking up his face. Yeah, just mauling his face. We don't see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you can hear it. Yeah, it's it's soft, you know? <laughs> By the time he's done it. Well, with it's, one of the camera mushy. shots, you see his legs kicking up yeah, where he's yeah. like just... And then, uh, fucking the whole time he's doing that, Floor is screaming behind him, Floor, Tease, Rocket, leave. Floor, mm-hmm. Tease, Rocket, leave. Floor, Tease, Rocket, leave, you know? And uh, these guards come through, and Rocket picks up the High Evolutionary's blaster and <laughs> pops him down. And fucking turns around to tell him, like, let's get out of here. And both Tiefs and Floor have been killed. And when I tell you, Morgan and I were like... I was not expecting them... Them all to die. In the first 20 minutes. Well, so, I mean, it's further in, but because they space them out throughout the movie. Yeah. But, like, they're just dead. They're all dead. 
and uh, that's not cool. That's not cash money. Mm-mm. Wasn't <laughs> I was not okay. Morgan and I both are, <laughs> and he fucking runs away, scared. You know, mm-hmm. gets in a rocket ship and flies away by himself. You know, when he's supposed to be living with his friends. You know, and yeah, and he fucking gets out of there, and it's like, and then ever since, you know, there's just been that that piece of him. Yeah. You know, like uh, Yondu tells him in the second movie. You know. The reason why you push away all the people that you like is because they just remind you how big the hole in your chest is. And I'm like, boo, because he's got his friends that he just couldn't save. You mm-hmm. know, it's tough stuff. So <laughs> they fucking uh, the uh, you know back here in the present day while he's zonked out on the medical bed, they got to go get the code. So they go to what is it like Org Corp? You know, Organicorp yeah. or something like that. Yeah, Organicorp, yeah, it's just a giant. And it's just a flesh ring. <laughs> looks like a butthole in space. It's so gross. Yeah, and uh, the fucking guards are all just wearing meat suits. <laughs> they had the fucking Among Us <laughs> yeah. uh, space suits. <laughs> yeah, the Among Us, yeah. Which is not an Among Us reference. No. It's actually a 2001 A Space Odyssey reference. The space suits in 2001 A Space Odyssey are all multicolored like that. Hmm. Um, still Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> Among us. Among us. Among us. And uh, yeah, they fucking get in there. And Mantis is like a real big whoopsie and oh, just oopsie ev- throws the suits out of the, puts them like, in the trash compactor yeah. and sends them off in the space. So they're kind of stuck there until they can figure out a way out. Yeah. And fucking uh, Na- uh, Nathan Fillion. It plays like the chief yeah. officer. Yeah. And I love when they were just sitting there having like a talk about like basically like cars, you mm-hmm. know, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, one of his partners is and he's like, no, you don't because I just fucking made that up. And then the guy's like, I thought you said something else, you know, and he's like, Jesus Christ, I fucking hate this. Guy. And when, they, when the he catches uh, the group, you know, the Guardians uh-huh. and yeah, Drax talking. says something stupid. Oh, Drax is like, ah, uh, yeah, we're not lying. I know it sounds like we're lying, but I'm also mad, maybe, you know. And, <laughs> and Quill's like, <laughs> he's, he's yeah, not all there. Yeah, his, he says something about, like, his dad works for, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I got, I one got of one this, too. <laughs> and, like, just basically looks at the dude. And the guy's kind of like, what? You know? <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I heard you say something else. I thought you said something else. And that happens, like, two more times. <laughs> oh, I got one of those, <laughs> you know. And you're like, Jesus, this poor guy. But uh, just I can't get over their their meat suits because yeah. they're not like sleek, you know. Mm-hmm. They're they're chunky. They look like the Michelin Man made of meat. <laughs> but uh, fucking Gamora that they've got is a Ravager. Yeah, she that's who she grouped up with. And it's really fucking with Quill that like she's not mm-hmm. his Gamora. But uh, they they you know they 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 find the the like archives I guess. Yeah. To get the code for Rocket. Fucking Gamora just immediately goes into, this is going to be a hostage scenario. Yeah, and <laughs> grabs somebody and holds like holds them at gunpoint. Gun point. Yeah, and it's like, you know, nobody fucking move or she gets it. Yeah, and Quill's like, Jesus, this is not... He keeps apologizing to the girl. This is not how I wanted to do this, uh-huh. you know. This isn't who we are. Damn, you good there? I'm so uh, good. I'm so good. <laughs> And so they fucking keep moving and Rocket or uh, Mantis and Drax are just put up through the middle of I don't even remember what they were doing. Oh, they were trying to find a way out for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically everybody gets put on high alert. And so then Rock or Drax, I keep wanting to say Rocket and Mantis. Drax and Mantis are fighting all the mm-hmm. meat guys in like a big courtyard area. <laughs> yeah. And she's using her powers to be like, touch the people and tell them like, you know, 
stop it. You know, you're going to keep hitting yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, all this. You just can't stop dancing, you know. And so she's kind of using her powers to throw everybody off. And Drax is just beating the fuck <laughs> out of everybody. Just manhandling everybody. <laughs> when they get into uh, the main security office with the girl that's being held hostage mm-hmm. and Quill and Gamora. Gamora just shoots the security officer in the knee in the knee and she is screaming yeah. <gasps> I mean it's, it was comedic you know well like how dramatic it just became of her screaming and writhing around on the ground with a knee wound and uh yeah and fucking Quill just hacks into the system and he like uh, appeals to smooth up, smooths on, up the on, the, on the young lady uh, who played the rat catcher in the suicide squad huh. um, so again she worked with James Gunn mm-hmm and yeah and he's like yeah <laughs> thought i was gonna actually fucking trust you you know no and he uh hacks all the meat guys suits and just sends them spinning out of control yeah all their boosters <laughs> and then they just all get out of there that's when drax got shot and twice yeah. twice once in the chest once in the back and they all just hustle out of there rocket or uh groot crashes his <laughs> the ship into the yeah space speaking station. of groot he's a big chungus yeah he's a thick boy and he's yeah. not as tall he looks very different he's broad yeah mm-hmm. do you think that there's any particular reason for that i know that james gunn expressly stated that like this is not the same group from the first yeah movie you know yeah and so it could just be a different variation. this is how this one grew you know but uh <laughs> yeah he is a thick boy and um short i, I feel like th- groot had the least to do in this movie he does have a really badass moment. Yes. Yeah. But out of all of them, I think like him and Drax maybe get the least play. He, Groot was more of like muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's got a couple badass scenes. Badass scenes. Yeah. So they, they get back onto their ship and are like running through the data and the code's not in there. Mm-hmm. But what is in there is footage of the surgery that Rocket underwent. Yeah. And it's apparently horrifying. They don't even show it. They kind of like vaguely show it from yeah. above, you know? far enough away that you can't really tell what's happening. But Nebula even expressly says, like, this is worse than what Thanos did to me, mm-hmm. you know? And that's always kind of been, like, the Thanos tortured the fuck out of her, yeah. you know? And you're like, Jesus, so it was bad, you know? And um, <laughs> they... Uh, no like, cap wasn't the vibe. No, uh, that was not vibing with Mm-mm. it. Mm-mm. So they fucking, all right, let's go find this high illusionary dude, because he's a twat, yeah. and he's got the code. Yeah. Uh, so they go to what well, counter earth, which is where the high evolutionary is stationed. <laughs> and it's like it's 1950s or 1980s. I think it's like the eighties, eighties uh, or nineties America. And it, with all of its human animals on it. And I love that when they like, will jump forward a little bit, just to cut back, mm-hmm. like they go driving through counter earth. They and, drop the F word. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're going to double back to that real quick. But while they're driving through counter earth, <laughs> there's just, it's, it's it is Earth. It's Earth, yeah. yeah with people all are of dealing meth, like dealing meth, and there's like homeless and like crime, you know. And it's not it's not utopia. Yeah, no. And, uh, <laughs> and but he, it looks very utopia when they first land. Yeah, when they first land, it's like um, that suburban. Yeah, complex. what's the the Stepford Wives, you know? Mm-hmm. Except it's all the human animals, you know, which are horrifying yeah. to look at. And that little girl that rolls the ball to Drax, <laughs> he fucking punches it at her. <laughs> Bounces off her face and everybody starts throwing rocks, rocks at him. him. You know, out of the Drax tells Groot, you know, to go kaiju. 
And Groot grows real big and is like, <laughs> and, and Peter's scaring everyone scaring everybody away. And Peter's like, no, Kaiju Groot, down. You know, <laughs> go Kaiju. Yeah, go Kaiju. <laughs> he just gets huge and is scaring everybody away. <laughs> but they, uh, you know, one nice family of human animals like invites them into their home. And fucking, there's an, a funny bit in that with Drax constantly wanted to just lay on the couch lounge on their couch and they're like get your fucking feet off the couch it's dude like hell. that's so weird and he's like but it's perfectly sized for me to do this yeah. like, you can't tell me that's not the intention no it's for two people to sit shoulder to shoulder beside each other and he's like fine whatever you know he sits up and then just keeps <laughs> <laughs> lounging back and at one point he's like mid like i'm gonna move slow so they don't see me he's like i see you Drax, and he's oh, damn it you know sits up tell me who hasn't been there yeah yeah sit up yeah <sighs> But uh, yeah, basically he's like, where's the high evolutionary at? And they're like, bingo, that pyramid yeah. off in the distance? That's where you want to be. That's where you want to be. And he's like, whose car is that in the driveway? And the husband, <laughs> and the husband was like. I love the, yeah, yeah, the wife is the one that's helping him out. And the husband's just kind of like, fine. You know? <laughs> I loved all the fucking 80s. Looks like it had been taken at JCPenney. Yeah. Like the glamour shots, the family photos, you know? <laughs> like him wearing sweater vests, you know? And they're all they're holding each other's shoulder and looking in the yeah, distance. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and they're just human animals. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so they steal the car, and he's trying to tell Nebula how to get into the car, because yeah. it's an old, older car where you got to push the button in and then pull the handle, mm-hmm. and that's how you get into the car. And she's like, you know, pulling it, and he's like, get. You got to push the button. You got to push the button. She pushes the keyhole, and he's like, no, it looks like you're pushing the keyhole. She's like, what? And he's like, there's a button under, under the, the handle. handle. Push, push the button. So she pushes it in, and she's like, okay, then what? And he goes, open, open the, the fucking door. door. <laughs> like, I don't, what do you, what do you <laughs> mean? Open the fucking door. Open the fucking door. Like. <laughs> just get in the car and so she gets in and he's like alright he starts the thing up and it's manual <laughs> and it's like <laughs> he damn near stalls it out in the yard and she's like you know, oh my god and he's like I was taken when I was 8 like, yeah, like, expect- I, don't- I don't know this any more than you do <laughs> I don't hear you offering. And she's like, do you want me to drive? And he's like no I don't <laughs> and I love Gamora stayed behind on the uh, the ship the ship and she's just watching, watching them from above, <laughs> just jerking around where it's stalling. He's trying to switch gears, like take out a mailbox and go through people's yards before he can yeah. get it on the road. And he's like, all right, we got it. <laughs> we'll be all right. That was close. And uh, yeah, so they get the high evolutionary's place. Fucking Quill hands rock, or uh, I keep pointing, call everybody rocket. Hands Groot two blasters. He's like, <laughs> well, he hands him like a. Shit ton of weapons. Yeah, well, he's like, he hands him two that we see on camera, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, you know what to do, you know, with do these. these. And he's like, I'm Groot, you know. <laughs> just puts them in, in his, his twig chest. branches. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they stop him. They're like, yeah, I'm here to see the high evolutionary. And they're like, yeah, 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 come on in. But you got to, like, no guns. And he's like, all right, you know, so Nebula has to stay behind because mm-hmm. she oh, is yeah. a gun. Her arm is a gun. <laughs> yeah, she is a weapon. And uh, so they're just grooting fucking Peter, putting on in. And Drax and Mantis are supposed to stay behind and protect the ship with Gamora and uh, Rocket in it. Fucking. Well, they don't stick. No. While all that's going down, Adam Warlock and his mummy <laughs> are inbound. <laughs> mummy. Mummy. Oh, my God. I wanted to talk about that. Fucking when they're torturing the guy at Org Corp. And the 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 leader of the sovereign, the, oh, the queen, yeah. is like yeah. trying to, you know, she's like, and warlock. Adam, yeah, Adam, show him we mean business. <laughs> and he just melts the guy. Like they show a charred skeleton yeah. from the waist up, and he's still got like, uh, to- he's got legs mm-hmm. still, and he's just been <laughs> melted. And she's like, oh my fucking God. Like, I, and he's like, what? Like, uh, how, would we... how much more could we mean business? Yeah. Like, he is melted. And then the poor guy had a pet who is like, 
beside itself because he just watched his master be Die. killed and he's like um like warlock's going through grief he's like it looks so sad now i don't i don't I like this i don't like, this. I don't I don't like, like how i feel you know and uh and so he just adopts next it. Time he's got the thing under his arm he's just <laughs> taking it on as a pet and mom wants him to kill it and he's like no, no. i'm not killing it like that's fucked up and anyway so then they yeah they get to uh <laughs> uh one of my favorite Adam Warlock jokes is he and Gamora get to fighting because he shows up to take Rocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she picks up the pet and like holds a knife to its throat and says like, you know, keep your, you know, no, don't move or yeah, the, or, the or, weird thing gets it. And he goes, don't, don't be, be rash. rash. <laughs> that fucking killed me. Just don't be rash. He just is in the I middle of, the fuck yeah, down. he's getting ready to kill her. And then she's like threatens this pet's life. And he's like, don't be rash. <laughs> easy, you know, easy. Uh, easy. All right. Let everybody fucking just uh, take it down. <laughs> Let's fucking dial it down. <laughs> we got to think for a second. Yeah. Don't be rash. Don't be, don't be rash. <laughs> but then so... <clears throat> Quill and Groot kind of go upstairs and they're going to meet the high evolutionary yeah. and uh, he's talking like mad shit yeah. when we get up there. Yeah. And uh, he basically goes on to say, you know, he's doing an intimidating look and stuff like that. Or uh, what was it? A standoff? Mm-hmm. What a he, face off. A face off is what Quill kept saying. Yeah. Because like everybody keeps on. You know, this is a trap. This is a trap. Yeah. But if you know it's a trap, trap it's not it's a trap. Not it's a, a face off. And... Uh, I'm trying to think what happens right after that that leads up to the next event. Yeah, basically Quill tells him, tells Groot. Yeah, I don't remember the, but he tells Groot like kill all of them, you know. And the High Evolutionary has his gravity powers now yeah. and like pins them down to the ground because he'd been ignoring them. Well, he's just over here doing like math and business yeah. and shit, yeah. and they're trying to talk to him. He's ignoring them, and then then he's like, "All right, yeah, now I got your attention." You know, he's talking some mad shit and is all that you know, Groot or. Uh, Quill is mm-hmm. something, something, something. Quill throws a fucking grenade out of Groot's chest. Yeah, Groot just like spits out a grenade. He grabs it and throws it, blows up half the office. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Now kill them all." Yeah, and Groot pulls like ten Eight arms out. Yeah, just pulls like ten guns out and is just blasting. Hands mm-hmm. two of them to Quill, and Quill's and they were like fucking. He was sliding up. under his leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at one point. Fucking, I looked at Morgan and went, I saw you go, like, touch your, <laughs> you're like, yo. <laughs> but uh, Quill, like, backs right up against Groot's chest, and Groot puts a bunch of tentacles out to yeah. make a shield. Make a shield on I him. was like, <laughs> Cass. Yeah. Uh, Welcome yeah, back to Gas or Pass. Gas. Yeah, and so they kill. They kill everybody. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, that was some fucking teamwork. Yeah. Um. So they uh, make an escape. They get the fucking guy. Who has uh, like the the code the, in his head? Yeah, because yeah, they're all like kind of machine. Yeah, so they're has, all like mechanoid. Yeah. yeah, he's got just a computer in his brain, and so Quill just snatches that guy and jumps out the window with him because the fucking planet. Oh yeah, we didn't mention that. He's not happy with the way the human animals have turned out. Correct, because it's not because perfect. it's not perfect. So, so he, he just, just gonna, blows up the planet. Yeah, abandon sh- ship. You good? Just throw up a little bit? Yeah. (laughs) He just starts detonating the whole planet, which was pretty uh, fucked up. It wasn't a tick. Mm. You're good. (laughs) I saw the look on your face. You're like, (gasps) over there picking at your thigh. It turns out you just got leg hair intertwined. (laughs) I went out for a walk today, man. Ticks scare the fuck out of you irrationally. Like, yes, I get that they can carry disease, but you're like, I was outside today. I bet I got ticks all over me. 
and like it's preoccupying your mind. It is. So the tick gets me. I'm good as dead. <laughs> so they, uh, yeah, he just starts blowing the planet up. Yeah, and like a lot of human animals die. I, all, all of them. them all die. of them eventually. <laughs> like I mean, like we witness a family in their yard, and then their yard just explodes. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, why don't you quit fidgeting? So, <laughs> sorry, Dad. Sorry, I will turn this goddamn podcast around. <laughs> so they, uh, Gamora ends up starting up the. It's not the. It's not the Milano. I don't know what the, the, the new ship's called. It was pretty cool looking though. Yeah, I like. I like ship. how it spins, but the cockpit stays. Yep. Shakur. Emphasize on the cock, cock in the pit, and it's spinning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm getting ready to say? That video that I sent you. <laughs> Call it a motherfucking propeller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, without getting into the detail, I was on Reddit and there was a fucking weird ass clip that somebody. You get over the ticks. Stop. I'm just keep, keep talking. <laughs> no, it's distracting to watch. I'm trying to talk to you and look you in the face and you're just. <laughs> oh, fucking bugs all over me. You look like you're. The bees! Like, the bees! <laughs> <they're> in my eyes! <laughs> yeah. But, uh,. <laughs> Yeah, this I don't know. This dude was filming he and his girlfriend have sex and he they are having sex from behind and he, he just fucking goes no hands and does a full spin. Cartwheel and just... does a full spin and never removes himself. No. And so he just his his feet just go over swing her over head, her head. And he just does a full and like it was he was smooth with it too. Like I mean he basically just like grabs, he caught himself too. He just like grabs her, her hips and spins real quick. <laughs> Grabs your hips to stop himself and then just keeps going. And I was, we were flabbergasted. <laughs> but, anyways. Yeah, when you sent me that, first I saw that and I was like, you deserve at least five years in prison for sending me this. Yeah. I was like, I can't be the only one that sees this. Anyways, that's what I thought of when you said a spinning cockpit. So. Whew. Yeah, Gamora gets the ship powered up. Yeah. He's like, I gotta get off this planet because it is exploding. Nebula, Drax, and Mantis. Oh, yeah, we just, for, yeah, we kind of glazed over it. Drax and Mantis just steal a motorcycle and try and catch up with uh, Quill. Quill and them. Which almost causes Rocket to die. To die, yeah. Um, and they get, he gets blamed for that hard. Yeah. Nebula rips him in yeah. at, when they're standing there and they're like, Drax, where are you? And they turn yeah. around and they're like, uh, oops, but yeah. So the the pyramid is a ship mm-hmm. and starts to take off. So <clears throat> Nebula's like, "Fuck!" She jumps onto the onto the, the ship. ship along with uh, Drax, Drax and, and Mantis. Mantis. Gamora's taken off, so everybody's getting off the planet at the same time, except for Groot and Quill. Quill, because Quill who, just jumped out the fucking window. Yeah, and Groot just <laughs> I love the, dive there's bombs. A, well, there's a moment where Groot's kind of like, "What am I supposed to do?" And then just goes. <laughs> And dives out the window, just dives out after him, just fucking grows wings Mm -hmm. out of a tree. And I was like, cut it out. And he just catches because he's heavier. He falls and catches up and snatches Quill, who's still got a hold of the guy. And they just start gliding. You know, just glide, drag the dude's face across the dirt. I will say. And then drown him. Backpedaling quite a bit here. Adam Warlock decapitates Groot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and he grows his body back very quickly. Well, I think he got back to his body. Is that what it was? Yeah, it would make the most sense. Okay. I didn't think he grew a whole body back. Well, because when he chopped his head off, you saw, like, the tentacles start to come out, and that's how he was able to walk. Walk, yeah. And I'm sure he walked to his body, just grew back together. But, uh, 
<laughs> fucking yeah. Quill drowns that dude. Yeah. In a, in like a creek. Well, I thought it was because when they're gliding, he just, he just holds them down and just burying the dirt. dirt. Yeah. And, and he just, comes up and his face is all fucking. Yeah. So yeah, either the if the impact didn't kill him, the fact that Quill then holds him underwater at the creek yeah. kills him. And he just cuts the dude's brain out and uh, Gamora picks picks him up real quick and they dip. And peel out of there. Peel out of there. They go and they, uh, they oh man. They go and they try and save Rocket and it's just not working. And I thought he was dead. Yeah, well because his heart's, he dies. He yeah, does he, die. he does die and like Quill starts doing chest compressions mm-hmm. and Chris Pratt does a little bit of acting. He has like an emotional freak out for a minute. Scream crying because he's thinking, now I'm like, I'm not. I just lost my best friend. I'm not losing him. And that's when he starts doing the chest compressions. And fucking Rocket goes to heaven. Yeah. And Lila and fucking Florentiefs are there. They're waiting for him. And And they're they're talking about finally being able to. To go off together. To fly in the rocket together. And then he goes, 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 can I join? Can I come? And she's like, yeah, of course. And he's like sick and starts to get like, he was ready to die. Mm -hmm. And I was like. I can't watch this. And then he, did, she's like, "But not yet. Like, it's not your turn yet. You got to go back." And I was and like, "He was like, well, like he, he was upset. He yeah. didn't want to go back. He was. This is what he wanted." And I was like, "Oh no! Like this man just wants to die so he can be with his friends again." And mm-hmm. I was like, "This isn't good." So she sends him back, and he, <gasps> you know, it's like, oh Jesus, he's alive. And then they're able to get the code to work. Yeah, yeah, they upload it to his chest and all that, and he's cool now. <clears throat> they fix him up and he's sitting there all like thanks guys like I do appreciate this honestly <laughs> and uh, that that's one of the good moments for Nebula is her calm is going on in the background and mm-hmm. you know Rocket's like hey where's Nebula at and he's like ah she was on the planet I don't know and he's like why well, you sure because her her comms are going and he's, like, <laughs> so he's like Nebula are you there and she's like yeah we're here like we're on the ship where yeah, are, are you, you at and he's like the ship what ship are you on you know she's like the high evolutionary ship and he's like oh no we're not on the high evolutionary ship I told you to stay put. Don't you know that I always have like a genius escape plan? <laughs> and Groot's, I am Groot. And she's like jumping out of a fucking thousand story window <laughs> with no parachute. Is your idea of a clever escape plan? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. It worked out perfect. And then Rocket says something and Nebula like n- almost falls over. She's so like Rocket's alive. Yeah. Like he's good. And like she's very emotional about the fact that Rocket made it. You know they're fucking... <laughs> No they're, not. no, they're just they're just really close friends. Mm, so the thing. So <laughs> you and I, you know. We want to thank everyone for so listening. Baca. No, so they uh, they discover that there's a bunch of kids that are being experimented on mm-hmm. on the high evolutionary ship, and uh, they're not happy about it. Obviously, got to get these kids off of here. Yeah. So they mount uh, an escape plan. All right, how are we going to get these kids off of there? How are we going to get Nebula and mm-hmm. all of them off of there? And the high evolutionary fucking rolls up and throws them in a pit. Uh, of uh, three, uh, can't think what they're called, but they were. It's from the second one. They yeah, started the second one, the yeah. like interdimensional belches or whatever. Yeah, you know? with the rainbow belches that catch on fire. Yeah, and uh, three of them bitches in there. Yeah, and that's when Mantis has her her like moment of the mm-hmm. movie. Drax has his moment first. Yes, because yes, yeah, so they're all at each other's throats at this point. Digging on Drax, saying that he's fucking dumb, and he, you know, this is all his fault. Yeah, right? you're Rocket stupid. may not make it, and this is in yeah. fact your fault. And all of the kids are like <laughs> looking at them in the cage that they've been put in, and none of them speak the the common the common tongue, yeah, or yeah. a language that their translators can, because mm-hmm. um, they all have the little translator yeah. in their neck or whatever to speak alien, and um, fucking. 
they're all digging on Drax, and it turns out Drax spoke that language. Speaks that language, and Nebula's like, "You never said that you could speak to them." And he's like, "Because you, you never, never asked. asked." You know, it's like you just assumed yeah. that I didn't know anything useful, and uh, I was kind of a. There was kind of a really rough moment between him and Mantis, where Mantis just kind of keeps calling him stupid, and he goes, "You think I'm stupid?" And she just reaches out and touches his shoulder and goes, "Forget." Yeah, and just wipes his brain of the fact that she just called him stupid, and it's like, oh, that's, that's not that's good. not moral. <laughs> that's not morally mm-hmm. good. Uh, and yeah, that was kind of a ooh, that was not cool. So <laughs> push that one under the rug. Yeah, just sweep that one under. Yeah, and so they get a hold of uh, nowhere and are like, Craglin, you got to get that fucking <laughs> ship here. Stat. Craglin has a bit of a pot belly in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got a beer gut on him. He let himself go sitting on nowhere, <laughs> but uh, they fucking do. They roll up and. Uh, assault the high evolutionary ship yeah. with just the, the largest eye cannon. Gun. Yeah, they've got a cannon that comes out of nowhere's eye, and they're like, you know, first barrel, second barrel, third barrel, and it's like a six barrel gun that just like starts to extend further and further, mm-hmm. and then they just fire. But then we had one shot, mm-hmm. so they blow a hole in the side of the ship, so that way they can get in, get yeah. the kids out, and all that good stuff. Fucking. <clears throat> There's some fighting. There's a badass fucking hallway fight. Yes. Fucking, yeah. First of all, Beastie Boys, No Sleep Till Brooklyn playing. Yeah. They're all slow walking because they're like, all right, we got to get Mantis, Drax, and everybody mm-hmm. out. And Mantis has just touched those tentacle creatures yeah. and convinced them to be her yeah, friends, like, yeah. help me. She's like, they, you know, they don't, they're not angry at us. They're, they're scared. scared. And so they all just crash through the wall, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, let's get out of here then, you know. And then they're like, no, there's kids here. Yeah. And that's when Rocket has his moment of like, I can't I'm, leave. I'm not running. Like, I'm tired, I'm tired, of, tired of running. And so they're like, all right, we're all going then. You know, wherever you're going, we're going. And Gamora kind of falls in line where mm-hmm. she's like, why are we fucking going towards them? And then she's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. You know, and so she follows with them, and they all just do the slow walk to no sleep till Brooklyn. No sleep. And there's fucking the doors open. And there's just a hallway full of enemies, and they just <clears throat> move through them. Yeah, they. I don't think they stop moving. No, huh? They just move through them, and just at one point, Groot shoves his arm down somebody's throat, and just, just spikes sprout yeah. out of them. <laughs> I was like, Jesus! And uh, yeah, Gamora with her sword, yeah, is fucking Tearing people up. up. What was the dude who had like the octopus head? Yeah, they were like some really creepy. Yeah, which I thought he was gonna be a more difficult fight because like the way they made him look like was, oh, he's a he's a boss battle. Yeah, well, it did take Gamora like one on one against him, like a few. You know, it wasn't like she just slashed through him. She had a little bit of like some, and Gamora's like, she's a better fighter than Nebula. Anybody else? Yeah, she's the best fighter there is. Yeah. And uh, that's paw racing. That's paw racing. So she does. She's they 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 fuck them all up, and it's a really badass fight scene. They kind of film it as if it's not one shot, but there's a lot of like flowing, yeah, moving through the fight. Yeah, Yeah, so you can see the entire. uh, It does a really good job of letting you know where everybody's at in the hallway still, and then focusing in on okay, now this guy's doing this right now, and then we're gonna. Well, it felt like it kept moving forward, but like. Panning slow back motion and panning through everybody, right? Yeah. As if you're like you're moving, you know, down the hallway. Yeah. yeah. And they get to the high evolutionary's room, and uh, the fucking high evolutionary has destroyed his, I guess, like 
cockpit. I don't know what you call it. Like yeah, because the, they tried to revolt against yeah, they him. They tried to mutiny, and he just kills all of his crew. Because mm-hmm. he's so obsessed with Rocket's brain, because Rocket's the only invention of his that's ever been able to invent. Yeah. And that's that's what he wants his creations to be able to do. But it's that whole double-edged sort of like, but he doesn't want him to be smarter than him. Right. Because he's got that God complex. Mm-hmm. And Rocket fucking has a really sad moment before he finds the high evolutionary. He They're getting all the kids off the ship. You know, Nebula's like, I can pilot this thing. She's interfacing with it like a droid in Star Wars, you know, mm-hmm. and piloting the ship. They've got it all sealed together. Cosmo, Cosmo who tele- uses her telekinesis to create a suction. <clears throat> She's just holding the ship to nowhere as close as possible. Yeah. So it creates a suction or a vacuum seal so they can yeah. get on and off. And so all the kids are running off the ship and all that good stuff. And fucking uh, Rocket is like, all right, making sure he's got everybody off and all that. And he uh, he sees the cage he sees where he was born of raccoons, and like you know, opens the cage up, and you know his key card works to mm-hmm. open it, and he sees that it says like the American, the North American raccoon, you know, and he kind of has that moment of like, these are, this is me, yep. you know, and he just starts gathering all the babies up and has them all over him, and he gets like very emotional looking at this room full of animals that like as far as he's concerned he's gonna have to leave them all there to die yeah and that's when morgan and i both were like crying hard because he's just looking at all these animals that just like him just like him exactly and they're all just gonna sit here and die and i was like this is not good like i'm I'm not well and uh the fucking high evolutionary starts fighting rocket Mm -hmm. using his old gravity hands to beat the shit out of rocket and calls him you know whatever his designation is, 89P13. Yeah. And, uh, you know, call him a monster. You're a, a freak, whatever. You'll never be better than me, whatever, you know. And uh, Rocket has made his gravity boots, which mm-hmm. we did see earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. They did a nice little callback to that. Where he clicks on his gravity boots and drops down to the ground, can fight the gravity of the guy's hands, and tells him, you know, name's Rocket. And shoots him in the fucking chest, and he goes, Rocket the raccoon. <laughs> And you're like, yes! And then, just the most most cathartic thing of the whole movie is he... No, no, no. He goes to charge back at Rocket and just... Turns out Mantis is in the room. Fucking Nebula's in the room. And they all just take turns wailing the shit out of mm-hmm. him. You know, like one of them kicks him. One of them fucking shoots him in the chest. One of them's punching him. One of them... <laughs> Drax, I'm pretty sure, suplexes him. And, I mean, they're just beating Drax the pulls f- his dick out. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> So he, he uh, yeah, Drax starts attacking his genitals like a chimpanzee. <laughs> no, and fucking Gamora just runs him through with the sword. Yeah. And uh, he's standing there all, uh, 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 and his face looks like it's peeling off. It was a face off. Mm-hmm. That was the whole, that was a, a joke there. It's the fact that it's a face off. <laughs> you do not have ticks. Stop. And so she peels his face off. This man is butchered. I mean, horrifying. Like you, he doesn't have a nose. No, and it's uh-uh. just the bone sticking out, and you can see it. Yeah, and like it looked like uh, Two Face from The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. but the full face. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing was just yeah. Two Face. It was just one face. You know, <laughs> it was just face. <laughs> it was yeah, yeah. It was one face, but the bad half of Two Face. And one uh, bad face. And, and you know, and it was like, ooh, that's not good. You know, and he's like, yeah, look what you fucking did with me. You know, and Rocket's like, ooh. <laughs> tough titties you know Woof. and uh <clears throat> they're all like all right well let's get out of here huh? mm-hmm. and uh, they just leave him there to die in the exploding spaceship and uh he makes them all help him take the animals 
<laughs> which by the way morgan and i got a big kick out of you know they're getting all these animals off the ship right and there's just like a capuchin monkey that, that just starts tearing <laughs> apart somebody leaps onto the one of the people from nowhere that's like helping the mm-hmm. animals off and just starts mauling her face like racket did and you're like oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man but uh <laughs> adam warlock Mantis did a little bit of when Cosmo was like, I can't hold this any longer. And uh, Mantis came up and like touched her. She's and was like, You're stronger like, than you know. Yeah, you're stronger than you know you've ever been. And she's like, All and right. And she like, yeah, she <coughs> digs her paws and uh, and Craglin uh, has his little moment with the 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 arrow. arrow. Um, you know, Yondu makes his mm-hmm. quick little appearance where he tells tells Craglin, you know, I never did it with my heart, boy. You yeah, know, you don't do it with your mind. You do it with your, your heart. heart. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, all right. So he kills all of the, mm-hmm. saves nowhere from all the, uh, basically, the drones of uh, of the high evolutionaries. And yeah, they get everybody off and Peter fucking does like an Indiana Jones. He drops his zoom and has to go back for it. Yeah. But in doing so, fucking leaves himself out in space. Like he doesn't leave himself enough time to get off Mm-mm. and like. I like I, he was dead. Yeah, like he started puffing up. Yeah, his the the blood the the water mm-hmm. in his body was swelling. Yeah. from the pressure change, and I was like, "This is horrifying." Oh, he's dead. Yeah, he I, is actually. I was dead. like, "Oh, he's done. He's, you know, he's, he died. He's not gonna make it." <laughs> Fucking Adam Warlock, the Adam and Eve. Yeah, era, the, no, the God's of, creation. Yeah, the birth of Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> does the finger tup? Yeah, he's got a riz, you know. <laughs> and the Rizzler. The Rizzler. He grabs uh grabs old Quill and brings him back, and everybody's like. Thanks a fucking heap there, dude. You're you're a goddess. Yeah, you're and, uh, you know what? You're not that bad. You'll be all right, Adam. So they do. They uh they save Quill. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh boy. <laughs> His face is fucked up, but they just fix it with yeah. the med pack thing. And basically the the like r- disbandment of the group is just because they've all got their own shit they gotta work through. Mm-hmm. And like and that was the thing is they all kind of came to the conclusion we all need to work on our flaws. Yeah. Um and like, Quill's gonna go back to Earth because he wants to find his grandpa, find his granddad. Mantis, see if he's even still alive. Mantis just wants to go off and figure out what she wants to do because she she's, wants to be because all of her life she did what Ego wanted, and then after that she did what the Guardians wanted. So yeah. now she wants to do what she. And wants. I like that Drax is like, "Well, I'll come with you." And she's, she's like, like no, "No, dude, like, listen to me." Yeah. He's like, "Well, you'll need somebody to protect you." You know, and she's like, "No, I won't." And she's got her three uh, <laughs> dudes, the the alien, alien monsters. monsters. And I did like Nebula's little. Like, now you need to be here for thing for Drax was basically she you know I forget what the exact line is but basically like you were you were never the destroyer you're you're, you're meant to be father. a dad yeah. you know and it's like yeah that was his moment was like his his ability that he brought to the table was he's good with kids mm-hmm. like that's what he was meant to do and uh, which like, I think is really cool because we haven't gotten to see that but we've gotten to hear how good of a father he was yeah, he loved his daughter and everything mm-hmm. was about his daughter and he's just been filled with anger ever since and now he's got kids to. To shepherd you know, to look yeah. over, and um, Rocket is just the de facto leader of the the Guardians As now. He should be. They all tell him like, you know, it's always been you, bub. Like, yeah. you know, look at this. You know, we all followed you, and um, Nebula kind of steps up too. As mm-hmm. like, I think she's going to be more of a sheriff role on Nowhere. She's yeah. going to lead Nowhere with and Craglin and Adam and Groot and Rocket and then um, Phyla. Was a, one of the girls from the ship? Oh yeah, and I was reading. I don't, she had some powerful fists. It looked like yeah. So I I don't know the character because she's from 
uh, like the cosmic stuff in the comics, which I didn't mm. really. I'm not into that stuff too much on the comics. Groot was huge. humongous at the end. Yeah, he uh, who was it? Rocket was sitting on him, and yeah. it just looks like he's sitting he's on a big rocks rock or whatever. Yeah, and then yeah, he stands up and he's like fifteen looks feet like the tall. Hulk. Yeah, yeah, he's huge and it was badass. But there's a nice, really, a uh, really good moment towards the end where uh, Quill left Rocket the Zoom. And it's like, you know, I went back for this for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I got this for you. And uh, leaves it for him. And Gro- they all have a nice group hug before they all separate. Yeah, and, and Groot says, says, I, I love, love you guys. guys. And James Gunn did confirm on Twitter that, like, he's not speaking English in that moment. He's saying, I am Groot, but we can just understand him now. Because, mm. like, we're, we're family, mm. you know. And it's like, we just know what he's saying now. Which I wonder if that would carry forward if we ever see Groot again. Would we know what he's saying? Maybe. I feel like, I don't know. There are parts where like I want to know mm-hmm. what Groot says, and I feel like it would help a lot with context sometimes. Yeah. But it's not something that needs to be done. No. I did see a quick little interview with, uh, or like a clip from an interview, with Vin Diesel talking about uh, being Groot, and that he made a request from James Gunn that basically he's got a 50-page script when he goes in to do his lines. Mm-hmm. Where on the left side of the page, it says, I am Groot. And then on the right side of the page, it's whatever he's supposed to be conveying so that way he can read that and go okay how can i try and convey that through i am Groot? you know what's the tone of this and then it's like you know i am groot yeah i am groot i am groot you know okay Mm -hmm. how how many different ways can i say i am Groot? you know which is at least a good way to like he said it was like a challenge as a thespian you know as an actor like all right how can i get the most out of these three syllables you know but um they play Florence and the Machine. Like you see that the Zune has yeah. the decades, 90s, the seventies, eighties, nineties, and two thousands, and uh, yeah, he kicks it onto the two thousands and plays Florence and the Machine, uh, mm-hmm. Dog Days, which I love that song anyways, and it fit really well at the end of the movie. And there's just a nice like happy ending scene mm-hmm. of them all, like all of nowhere, just dancing in the street, even though they're fucking yeah. And Dra- <laughs> we got to see Drax dance, dance with the kids and. <sighs> Yeah, and it's just, you know, the dog days are over. And uh, fucking <laughs> Groot just screaming into the sky because he's just excited, you know? And then they all just start screaming. The only thing that would have been like more cinematic would just been if it started raining on them, you know? <laughs> and they're all just dancing in the rain and yelling, you know? And uh, yeah, and Quill does. He goes home to, to Earth and he finds his grandpa. And that was a nice little, like, oh. And he's like, I'm here to see so-and-so Quill, you know? And she's like, yeah, come on in, you know? And he's sitting on the back porch, and he he recognizes him immediately. Like right away. He's like, Peter, you know? And he gives him a big old hug, and they, they share a moment. And the fucking... The, the post, mid-credit scene. The, yeah, the post-credit scene was... <laughs> him uh, eating cereal. Him just eating cereal, eating corn pops with his grandpa, and his grandpa's reading the newspaper. And the newspaper says something to the effect of, like... Uh, Alien abduction tell all or alien abduction insider mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon tells all because <laughs> of the, the holiday special. <laughs> do you think because it did say that Star Lord's going to come back? Do you think he's going to stay on Earth or do you think he's going to take his grandpa out? Well, so I've seen a couple things where like, yeah, because you know, every, at the end of every Marvel movie, they say like, you know, yeah. the Avengers will we'll return, so and so will return. They or didn't say that for the Guardians of the Galaxy for mm-hmm. one. No, it said just the, the legendary the legendary Star Lord will mm-hmm. return. I don't know if it's been the case, but I wonder if it's even Peter Quill. You know, they didn't say Peter Quill will return. It just said the legendary Star-Lord. What if somebody else takes up the mantle? That could be, yeah. Or if he gets like his own solo series or something of like just 
the Adventures of Peter Quill or whatever as Star Lord. I don't know, but yeah, the only one that they confirmed to come I back is Star Lord. I would be more Star-Lord. interested to see the new Guardians than just see Peter yeah, Quill solo. I agree. Um, but no, I mean, it was a it was a really good movie. But yeah. it was it we were was talking about seeing it again. Fuck. Yeah, we would just want to go see it again. But yeah, it was very like <laughs> I swear that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> it was traumatic. Yeah. There was a before and after. Yeah. And just yeah, I'm like I was telling Morgan, like, when I see people talking about it on TikTok, I'm always like, I can't think about some of these scenes because I just get I get emotional and I don't know why. It's just something about poor little Rocket. Like, the the fact that he his first word was hurt really fucking bothers me. I'm like, if that's not just poetic of that's his whole whole thing is just he just hurts. You know, like, this is not good. <laughs> And then again, the creep, you know. I'm a creep. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Good movie. Good yeah, shit. It was, it was a banger. <clears throat> Gas. Yes. Go see that shit. But mm-hmm. definitely I do one, like, I, I think it's a hard PG-13. Hard, yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Because between the, the, like we said, the face-off. And then the, the, them saying fuck. Fuck. Eh, that's not as intense, I don't think. I, I, I know a lot of 10-year-olds that say fuck. <laughs> right, but for Disney? Right, no, what I'm saying, as far as PG-13, mm-hmm. I was meaning more for, like, if you're thinking Real about world. taking your kids to go see this, yeah. the I think it's the the violence. If uh, my kids ever cuss, I'll just give them up for adoption. <laughs> Pardon. Pardon. <laughs> no, so, uh, yeah, uh, that's all I had. You got any more thoughts? Mm-mm. Good movie. Good shiz. Right an hour 45. Good because this cryptid's short. <laughs> Perfect. So. All right, Chris, what you been thinking about? Welcome back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. I'm your host, the, the douche. douche. So this week, actually, no, I wasn't playing. It is short, um, but it's short for a reason. So last, you got to look one up. <laughs> no, because um, what I've been trying to do is instead of looking them up and just doing research about them, I went to a haunted cemetery. Oh yeah, with my girlfriend. I won't. Mm-hmm. I won't even drop her. Yeah, no. no. Um, and we didn't, we didn't get to explore too far into it, um, because we took her cousin with us mm-hmm. and her cousin is like 13 and mm-hmm. she pussied out. And so we're yeah. like, all right, word, we'll head back. But there's a rumor mm-hmm. of, I think it's in like Southeast ish Ohio. Uh, uh-huh. Called Crybaby Bridge. Oh yeah, I mean, every 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 place has its Crybaby Bridge. I didn't know Crybaby Bridge was a thing. Yeah, yeah, the, Crybaby Bridge is like every every like I'm pretty sure every 50 state has a Crybaby Bridge. Yeah, well, you know what? Fuck you then. No, 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 you're good. no, you can no, talk about fine. Crybaby Everyone bridge. knows what a Crybaby Bridge is. Maybe I'm just the only one that didn't. Yeah, your last one to the party. <laughs> I guess so, man. All right, tell us about Crybaby Bridge. So this bridge is about uh, just an, a woman. <laughs> just some motherfuckers just won't stop crying. crying. There. <laughs> just a bunch of crybabies. A bunch of crybabies up there. No, it was this woman, uh, like, I guess like back in the 30s, 40s. Yeah. Just threw, threw her kid over the bridge and then she committed a suicide. baby and just dipped it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> What? What? She had a prom night bathroom baby and just threw it off the bridge. And then she jumped off. <laughs> yep. So rumor has it is that you can go. That's a good song from Adele. Rumor has it. So no, but uh, you word don't on need the, my love anymore. <laughs> word on the street is if you <clears throat> go to this bridge in a tux, you'll get your dick sucked. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, but if you go to this bridge, you'll hear uh, the baby crying. Yeah. And if you look, you know, at the if you are at the bridge on at night, and you see her, they better fucking run. And there's a, <laughs> the and there's a there. white pickup truck that'll follow you. And I guess it's like a ghost vehicle, which I didn't know existed. But <laughs> they don't. No. Man. But needless to say, you're a monster. Before next know. week, mark my words, I will be going to Crybaby Bridge <laughs> approximately at midnight, and I want to see that truck, and you're I want to hear that fucking baby cry. I'm gonna go there I'm and laugh. Follow you. And just you rent a white I truck. I rent a white truck, <laughs> and you're just fucking shitting your pants. <laughs> I just got a fucking speaker, and I'm just playing them. And you're like, <gasps> we're burning a hundred out of there. <laughs> we gotta get the fuck out of here. And I just hit the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> what is it from the Batman? <laughs> you're screaming and shit. And you leave your girlfriend behind. <laughs> you're just like, I ruin your relationship because she just sees the who you, who you really are. Uh, you know what you're gonna do. You and the fucking heat on. You're gone. <laughs> I do, man. I can run quick if I'm running with adrenaline fear. Yeah, fear of uh, death, threat of death. Well, uh... I'm past the statues of limitation, so I can actually talk about it because I looked it up. Um, when I was in middle school, I broke into the racket club building. Uh, Okay. You know, here in, in, in our town, mm-hmm. and I we didn't, you know, we didn't destroy anything, but we yeah. just wanted to check it. We just wanted to check it's it just out. Just a giant tick on the window. They're coming for your blood. I'd panic. I know. Um, and that was pretty spoopy. But yeah. like through that, there was a part where we we thought we got caught, you know, being in there. Yeah. And we ran, and I I was a chunky guy, you know, at the time. I was yeah. a chunky boy, a chunky lad. Yeah. And I outran. <laughs> both people in there are both a very you Much know athletic yeah. yeah and I well once like you get a, that meat moving it don't stop yeah that's know? the thing I was like a fucking war <laughs> horse on your yeah, so big and just yeah you can't stop as soon as you start I couldn't stop if I wanted to yeah yeah you could have stopped running and just kept moving yeah <laughs> just start rolling <laughs> just flying yeah <laughs> but uh, what about you what have you been thinking about Jedi Survivor. Yeah, me too. I started playing it. Yeah. I feel like we should do an episode. I don't want to talk about it too much because I want to do an episode about it. Yeah. Maybe that's what we do next week because I don't know what we're going to do next week if we don't. I don't know if I'll have enough time. Well, I mean, we didn't. We talked about God of War before we were done with it. That's true. That's true. I'll just have to dedicate a lot of time to try to burn through it. Yeah. Which I don't mind. I don't either. It's actually what I'm going to do after. Well, I'm going to clean my room and then play it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got though. Like I don't. Yeah, just no, we, survivor. Yeah. We, that's we're, literally it. We're running along on time. Uh, again, we want to thank you guys so much for your attention and support. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a great review. Tell your friends about it. Five stars on iTunes and all that good stuff. Oh, word of mouth. That's a big old help right now. Uh, if people wanted to spread the word, how would they do that, Chris? Yeah, you can always take a look at us on any of our uh, you know social platforms. Our Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube is going to be Simply Whelmed Podcast. You can always take a look at our Twitter handle, which is going to be Whelmed underscore Simply. If you ever want to send you know donations, death threats, marriage threats, um, you know. I swear to God, I'll marry you right now. Yeah, you know, no, uh, please. <laughs> don't do it. You can always let us know at simplywhelmedmailbag at gmail.com. Or if you've had any experiences or if you've been to a crybaby uh, cry bridge. bridge yeah. uh, Tell us about your local crybaby bridge. Yeah, you know, let us know. Uh, see if there's anything spoopy or if it was similar to what I was talking about. And yeah. uh, next week I'll I'll talk about it, you know, yeah. and hopefully be able to read some emails. But other than that, that's all I had to say. Colin, yeah. do you have anything else? Nope, that's it. Tell everyone bye. We're going to talk about Jedi Survivor. Mm-hmm. Tell everyone bye, Chris. Bye.